We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. NBA Most Valuable Player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Hey everybody, we're pumped to be able to share an exclusive trailer with you after this episode of the Eurostep from Blue Wire Studios comes Golden Goal, stories of soccer legends. Each Monday, two new episodes will take a look into some of soccer's biggest stars and the moments that define their careers. All narrated by Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's Always Cheating podcast. From Holland, Zlatan, Messi, Rapino, and many more, each episode will focus on the historical plays and personalities that made the sport great. So stay tuned after this episode and check out Golden Goal, Stories of Soccer Legends, wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of this episode, welcome to the Eurostep of Milwaukee Bucks podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am here as always with my partner in crime, Rohan Kadi, for a fun episode this time around. Rohan, how's it going? You know, I'm doing okay, hanging in there. It's a little, it's a little rainy outside, but I actually not rainy enjoy... enough for you. Yes, not rainy enough. I do enjoy my rains, like my thunderstorms. But you know, the universe has just been teasing us recently. But it's fine. It's like it's better than nothing, you know. And I love your contrarian take on rain. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. It's just it's something I feel very strongly about. Um, <laughs> but like you know, everyone has their own things, you know. That's and this true. is my thing. That's true. So. You're a rain guy. How do you feel about the Bucks blue? I feel like this has been a hot topic on Twitter lately. The Bucks blue? Yeah, should they have more or less of like the blue color? I feel like if you're going to do maybe like an alternate jersey that's like very blue, you have to like that'd be that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, like a Lake Michigan themed one. Right, right. Um, but it can't be like you can't like throw in a bunch of blue into their normal like green no yeah like i think blue green. And green like half blue half green would be rough that would be very rough i don't know i feel like it has to either be all or nothing for the bucks jerseys with blue my thing on the bucks blue is it just it seems like it's meant to be an accent color yeah yeah it's fine it's like, like tony snow i like tony snow <laughs> a lot i don't want to watch an offense run through tony snow and snow season is if snow season's listening he's unsubscribing i'm sorry i just i like him perfectly as he is I don't need more. I just I have the perfect amount already. Hey, he's I, he's learned how to throw like lob passes in Detroit now, so who knows? He, he never misses free throws either. Yeah. So who knows? Exactly. Maybe maybe the problem with this time in Milwaukee is we needed more Tony Snell in like in terms of offensive role. Maybe they should do a blue jersey. 
the reason I threw the blue jersey color to you in a very complicated segue is this is our first together mailbag episode. So we, you mostly, I was pretty lazy, asked Twitter for some mailbag questions. And we got some fun ones, some not so fun ones. But I think they're all, honestly, I will say 100% of the questions we got that we're going to answer, I feel like they're interesting, good questions. I said every question is good. None of them, I'm just like, yes, no, move on. I had to think a little bit about all of them. And that that's an exciting feeling. It's, it's good to know we're not just going in with like, no, they shouldn't trade Giannis for two picks or something like that. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm a little... Con- was the you asking me about the blue thing supposed to be like a mailbag question? Yeah, it was a ma- yeah. Okay, I get, I get it now. I get it yeah. now. Okay. It's clearly made a lot of sense, the fact that you didn't know what I was doing there. <laughs> I, was, I was a little confused how blue related to mailbags. Then I oh, no, yeah, it, was, it was the question, not the blue okay. part. Uh, okay, but yeah, I, I am excited to do this mailbag. You know, it's our first one together. It's a, you know, special, special moment. Special moment. Uh, so should we just jump right into this? I guess? Yeah, let's just jump right into it. I think the first one we got is from Bucks Film Room, Brian Sampson. Uh, very terrific Bucks Twitter follow, friend of the podcast. Now he is. Shout out, to, shout out to Bucks Film Room. He asked, who will shoot a higher percentage from behind the arc in the postseason, Bledsoe or Brooke? I guess one of these is an easy question because for me, this is easy, but I'll let you go first. Okay, I'm glad you think it's an easy question because I thought it was as well. It's easily got to be Brooke, right? Because? Because he's coming off a very disastrous three-point shooting season. Meanwhile, Eric Bledsoe is around his career average. He's at 34.8% on the season, which is hovering around what he's usually at. Brooke is coming off of 36.5% the year before, 34.5%, and now he's just, he's sub 30% on this regular season. Like, just speaking purely statistically, there's got to be a regression to the mean at some point. That's, see, that's fine and well. You know, who the F wants to look at graphs when talking about basketball, Rohan? The reason... Shout out KD, I was in that that conversation. (laughs) Yeah, you were. Shout out KD. Um, come to the Bucks after the next year. You opt out in Brooklyn. We'll we'll see if we can carve out a mid level for you. But um, no, the reason it's Brook Lopez is he's playing in Disney. He's going to oh, sneak yeah. on the rides. Oh, we yeah. have evidence he's going to sneak on the rides. It's Disney, like Disney Brook. I don't care if he was shooting fifty percent all year, he'd probably double it. Like this is the Lopez brothers element. This bubble. I have weirdly like at first I, I laughed about it. I think I'm starting to talk myself into the Lopez brothers are going to be completely phenomenal in the bubble. Like I'm just, I'm on board for that now. If we get bubble games, uh, we've been consistent the whole time. We have no idea if this will happen. We'll believe it when we see it. Yeah. Just assume, just please listener, dear listener, just imply tag that to everything we say. Just keep that in mind, but whatever. I'm done saying it now. We've said it enough times. I think the Lopez brothers are going to be really good in the bubble. I think both of them are going to shoot at least solid amounts from three. I don't know. I just feel like they're weird guys, and this is a weird situation. They're just going to be ready for this, and it's that's home what, I didn't them. even. I can't believe I didn't even think about that. Yeah, uh, that's all I. Can I I'm out, I'm out here trying to do like oh, statistically speaking, I think Brooks going to no. It's it's <laughs> it's Disney. It's Disney. It's Disney. Brook. He's going to shoot like one hundred percent from three. He's not going to miss. Imagine if he doesn't miss a three point shot in the uh, in the postseason. The Tony Snell of threes. Exactly. We've we've had a lot of Tony Snell talk this podcast, uh, yeah. and we are not very far in. Uh, but, but yeah, I like that. Um, but yeah, just to answer the question on a whole, I'd definitely say Brooke, considering both angles. Yeah, also just because generally playoff Bledsoe has not been peak efficiency Bledsoe. Those Venn diagrams are like circles on the other side of the universe. So yeah, I'm going to go Brooke Lopez. Yeah, definitely. For a Brooke lot Lopez. of reasons. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, this is actually that was actually a pretty solid, good question and yeah. solid answer. I'm proud That's of it. The easiest to answer for me, I think. Okay, so speaking of uh, Eric Bledsoe in the playoffs, yeah, a lot of Bledsoe questions. We have a question from at OGGZ on Twitter: uh, Is this the year Bledsoe shows up in a positive way for the Bucks in the playoffs and changes the perception of how he's viewed in the postseason? This is a bit of a cynical take, maybe. Oh, oh boy. 
I don't think even if he has like like his normal regular season Bledsoe postseason, I don't think he's gonna shake the his reputation. Like I, I just I... think I think he's too far in. Like it's two years in a row, and there's already like that narrative. I hate using the word narrative, but there's that narrative <laughs> around uh, Bledsoe being like terrible in the playoffs. And I don't know, even if he's not like averaging like thirty a game or something, I don't think that's gonna leave him. I I have I'm gonna take the optimist side. I mean I've been cautious about Bledsoe. My my other Bledsoe playoffs take is like the roster is deep enough to where if he's a disaster, you can just excise him from the rotation, which is like not really an optimistic take, but kind of. It's like the bright side of if that were to happen, but. My optimist take on Bledsoe's performance is I think he has to be, like, clearly the third guy. And, like, he can be, like, the second guy like on, on staggered bench units or whatever, like, if Giannis is sitting sure. But, I mean, like, when starters are on the floor, whatever, your closing lineup, when your best five are on the floor, he has to be clearly the third guy. I think that's when he's effective, when he can kind of work around the margins and work in space. And I, I'm hoping, my hope, is that Chris Middleton rising up into a more featured role as the solid second guy, and honestly, maybe even ball handling more than Giannis in half court in crucial situations with Giannis involved in the action but not handling the ball until he gets a dish from Chris, but I digress. Um, I think if the Bucks can stick to more of our favorite play, the Chris-Giannis pick and roll of emphasizing like getting Chris and Giannis involved mostly, and then just the other guys using the space that they generate, because we all know defenses really struggle with that Christianis pick and roll. You kind of have to send help somehow. I think if Bledsoe is relegated to using his manic bursts of energy in those occasions when he already has an advantage, I think he could. I think he could look really good. I think it's, you know, we see this like when a star player leaves or enters a team, right? Like some of the other guys will either look better or worse. Like Siakam last year and really early this year but it kind of fell off because it's the whole season thing but like he looks so good with Kawhi because he was operating in that in that third guy space I don't think Eric Bledsoe is as good as Pascal Siakam this year but I just mean that same idea of like if Chris will be steadily the second guy and Bledsoe doesn't have to worry about taking that on I think that'll create more space and more opportunity for him to shine so I think maybe but I am also skeptical about it and that's why it's nice that George Hill, Dante DiVincenzo, Wes Matthews, Marvin Williams, all these other guys can soak up minutes. So if he is struggling, you can you can take pro, 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 pro preventive measures. I couldn't decide if I wanted to say proactive or preventive. <laughs> I got caught in between. But, yeah, it's a good question, though. See, here's my thing with that. It's like if you're operating under the assumption that you're – like involving like Chris Giannis actions, whether it be the Chris Giannis pick and roll or something else, right? That you're relying on the spacing. Didn't we just talk about how we're not expecting Bledsoe to be a great shooter in the postseason? Yeah. And how does that how does that help then? Well, I mean, you can move out. You can make moves. You can. You don't just have to shoot. You know, if there's space around you, he can drive to the basket and then make plays from there. Yeah, but it's like if. If that was the thing, why hasn't that happened yet? Well, I mean, I think last year the offense was such a mess that it wasn't like the Bucks had a cohesive thing they did, and he was able to sit into that. It was the team was just a mess, and nobody looked as good as they should have. Giannis still looked pretty good. Chris looked really good sometimes, and then other times kind of faded into the background, which is an unfortunate thing we've seen a little bit too often from Chris in certain moments, less so this year, certainly in years past, unless he's playing the Celtics, of course. Um, but I just think, like, Bledsoe is really not not optimized. No one was optimized, I, I think, last year. I think we can both agree on that. And I think it, it works even worse for Eric Bledsoe, who, as you mentioned, is not a perfect schematic fit with Giannis because of the shooting. But I think if you optimize Giannis's and Chris's spacing better, and are more cohesive on offense with what you want to do, especially in those half-court sets, then I think suddenly he would just automatically look a lot better. Yeah, that's fair. It's that's just my like, optimist take. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's you gotta you gotta he's gotta realize that he has to be the third banana. Yes. You can't just, you know, try to do everything. It's more I feel like one of the problems with Bledsoe is he's 
can't really figure out how to teeter the line between primary option and role player. Exactly. So it's that's where he struggles. I think that's what sort of scares me a little bit is that he can't really figure it out. If he goes into like sort of like a role player mode like that, like while also maintaining some characteristics of a um, primary option, like obviously that's the ideal situation, but it's like, how likely is that actually going to happen? And I don't know, is this, is this the year? That was part of the question. Is this the year Bledsoe shows up in a positive way for the Bucks in the playoffs? Maybe, or maybe it's next year, you know? Yeah, or, I do. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think if it's really bad again, I don't know how many more playoff chances he's going to That's get fair. with this particular team. <laughs> I think after a while, even the Bucks, who are very high on Eric Bledsoe and so good for them defensively, I think at a certain point you kind of have to go, well, okay, it's been three years in a row now. That's a lot of years in the NBA. That's that's a ton of years in the NBA. That's a really long time to try something that doesn't work. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm optimistic. Just I think uh, a rising tide raises all boats or whatever. I just think if the team is more optimized, looking better offensively in general, I think that'll that'll carry over big time to Bledsoe. I just think the difference between like him ending up with the ball with 16 seconds on the clock and a set defense and just trying to do something is what we've seen too much of in the past. Whereas if we see like him getting a kick with a lot of space around him where he can either shoot or drive and then dish to somebody else, I think in that role he could he could be really good. I think he could really thrive there, and he can you know he can score one on one from time to time. It's just when you get too much of Eric Bledsoe trying to like make it Eric Bledsoe time. I think that's your big problem. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, maybe this you know weird bubble environment where it's just going to be like sort of like pickup style. I don't know. Maybe he'd be better suited for that. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, it's like I I guess there's less pressure. He's talked like he's talked openly about how it's like he sort of struggles with the mental aspect of the postseason sometimes. So maybe this is the year that it actually changes because there's a little less pressure, you know? Because you don't have to go to, like, road arenas or anything. Or even home arenas, you know? <laughs> it's just one arena. Yeah. Oh, again, if. Um, yeah. Well, we have a yeah. We have a, another Bud So question. A yeah. follow-up to, uh, to OG Jeezy's question from at Lucas Olin. Shout-out to these two who are both both good friends of the podcast for sure. Lucas says to continue off that if Bledsoe does struggle again this year, does it get shrugged off due to extenuating circumstances? So I kind of hinted at this before, and this is not this is not source. I've not heard anything or anything like that. But I think it depends on how everyone else looks, right? Like if if everybody looks terrible, I don't think. I mean, at least my first reaction won't be like this is Eric Bledsoe's fault. But if everybody else looks like to a degree fine, you know, if, like they're they're running pretty pretty well considering the circumstances, like both on the Bucks and around the league, and he is like still noticeably a level below both his normal play and and everybody else around him, then I don't think you'd shrug it off entirely. I mean, I think it's something that you know the whole league is going through the same things at once to a, a more or less degree, depending on like specific cases within organizations and stuff, but. Like, as far as the, the conditions the guys who are playing are playing in, it's all the same. So I don't I, – I think you would still notice if it was – if he was noticeably, you know, worse than everybody else around him than what you would expect from him too. Does that make sense? It does. It's it's sort of like if you see the same problems as you have in the past. It's like if you, if you see the same trends continuing, then you're like, okay, this is – this is definitely a problem. But yeah. again, if it's like something that's like not normal, quote unquote, in the sense that it's not what usually plagues him in the postseason uh, compared to just like if it's something related to the bubble or just like his specific situation, because I know everyone's different. Um, just anything like like you said, it's in relation to the rest of the team's performance. If he's not like super out of the ordinary. I think it could be shrugged off due to the extenuating circumstances, um, but I don't know. It's it'll just depend on like what actually goes wrong, which I think kind of answers the question. Um, yeah. In the sense that it's it can't be really shrugged off if it's an actual problem, like with his play. Right. Yeah. 
Like if, if he shoots 29 from three and the whole league is like breaking threes, then I wouldn't be like, oh my God, it's Eric Bledsoe. Like something's going, like something's weird with like, I don't know why, but like whatever reason it would be, you know, if just out of practice or, or they have a weird rim or the lack of crowd or what. But like, I don't know. I think it's one of those, it's going to be kind of an eye test thing. Certainly something we'll, we'll look for and we'll talk about on this here podcast. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think it'll just be, we have to wait and see and exactly, hopefully, hopefully nothing actually goes wrong. Uh, Let me just say that. Yeah. Uh, Like, I don't want to assume something's going to actually happen with Bledsoe's play. Um, But it's like, if it happens, we just have to like wait and see and and make our, make our judgments from there. We have to, we have to make our judgments. We have to make our bets. And speaking of betting, that is a terrible segue. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action for this week's big UFC fight, or check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back? Bet Online has futures odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or you can check out daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Do we have a next question? We we do have more questions. Uh, I don't know where. Let's let's go. Let's go with this one. Um, uh, from at Stowe Center ninety three on Twitter. Uh, oh boy! Yeah, he was giving you the business on our live stream. He was, uh, but you know, you're gonna all... have to clap back one of these days. Maybe it's uh, it's all in good fun. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so the question is, if Giannis had a press conference and said, "I am unsure if I will resign," I would like to hear a pitch from one of the Eurostep hosts. You two cannot collaborate on the pitch, but have to decide on one person to give that pitch immediately. Who is it, and what is your pitch? First off. Uh, Giannis, I'm honored. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for listening to the pod. About Uh, time you confirmed it, though, honestly. Yes, but like, you know, like, you know, shout out. Shout out Giannis, uh, (laughs) avid listener, according to Stowe Center. Um, Really, really interesting question. Uh, I thought I was thinking about this. Uh, I don't have anything concrete. I kind of wanted to see what you were thinking here. I'll go first if you want. Okay, yeah, go for it. I'm saying you. Really? Okay. I think... Like, I feel like there's just a percentage of the world's population that just doesn't like me off rip. <laughs> I'm totally fine with this. Like, it's fine. But I feel like my percentage of those people is higher than your percentage. So part of it is just a numbers game. Like, I think you're just it's more, more likely that yeah. you're just more immediately likable. There's less chance that he just looks at you and hears you talk and is like, no, I'm not feeling this guy. So that's I'm kind of just playing the numbers. And then also um, the the official Eurostep Black Lives Matter statement was crafted by you and you knocked it out of the park and you did a lot of the heavy lifting on that and you're just very eloquent and a good speaker. Um, Aww. So yeah, so I'm, I'm, go- my, I'm going with you. Heart. This is actually, I lied earlier. This was another one where for a second I was like, I don't know, should I want to take this on? I was like, absolutely not. There's no way. I might piss off Giannis. I might come at it from a weird angle. No, I'm giving it right to Rohan. See, I'm, I'm handing okay. off the rock. I've won. That is very sweet. It is very appreciated. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make I'll make the case for you though. Okay. So, so one, you are used to dealing well, with professional athletes. Uh, sure. You, you have exper- a lot of experience with doing that. I, uh, I gave Giannis a nervous head nod once, so we mm-hmm. are pretty close friends. Yeah, I actually bumped into Giannis at Marquette once. No, so it's, you're even closer. Yeah, but this you did it in a professional setting. Ish. Well, yeah. Uh, and I don't know. It's just like I feel like I feel like I would get really nervous, and I also don't want the pressure of being the reason that he doesn't stay. Ooh, so yeah. I'm I kind of throwing you under the bus here. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was doing the same to you. I was just nicer about it. I hit it better. That's it. I, yeah, you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta come out and say it sometimes. Um, so it's like I don't know if I would want the pressure of having to deal with that. It's like if it's out of my hands, like I can live with that. But I don't know if I'd be able to live with like, oh yeah, I was Giannis asked me to give a pitch, 
And then I did, and he left. <laughs> you know? That's true. That's true. So yeah. that's the case for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe I was just taking on because I feel like I, mean, I don't know if anyone could take the heat from this all that well, but I do feel like I just kind of be like, listen, I gave it my best shot. He wasn't feeling it. What do you want me to do? That's fair. I guess it's like, it's a. Um, do you want the blame of him leaving, or it's like, I was able to control the outcome oh, instead of it true. being out of my hands? You know. That's true. And Either imagine way, if he stays. You're the reason. That it's it's high risk, high reward scenario. Can you imagine there would be a parade for you, Ty? I would at least be there. I feel like the parade would more be about Giannis, but like just to be included would be nice. I would take it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it'd like be, it'd be fun. I'll do it if you don't want to do it, but I'd rather have you do it. Okay, I'll take that. Um, we both said each other. Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Very Wisconsin answer. Very on brand. Yeah. Um, so what is our pitch? We can't collaborate on the pitch. So how about we each give a pitch? Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you have one ready? Absolutely not. Did you think about this at all? No, I was I was trying to do it off the, off the rip. Oh, well, let's do that. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. So, so should I pretend that I'm just like talking to Giannis right now? Yeah, you're pitching him. Okay. Okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to give more talking points. That was a lot of pressure I just put on myself, and I just immediately took it away. Uh, that pause was... <laughs> okay, I'm not doing it. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Because I, <laughs> I was thinking about it like, oh, this is going to be much more difficult uh, to do off the top of my head. Um, but I think I would just, if I was giving this pitch to Giannis, I would say, what, it's like, what team are you trying to leave? Because he's a competitor. He wants to win. Right? So you you want to leave the team with the best record in the league? Like, you, you have, like, these superstar duos being pitched. Like, oh, how can anyone stop LeBron and AD? How can anyone stop Kawhi and Paul George? How can... What other duos are there? I don't know. The Celtics. Jokic some, and Jamal Murray. Sure. <laughs> that They exist. Um, <laughs> Jokic, is, Jokic is the superstar. Um and those teams don't have as good a record as the Milwaukee Bucks. So who are you going to join that's immediately going to make it better, right? Like, obviously, if Giannis goes to any team, that team will get immediately a lot better. And if Giannis leaves the Bucks, the Bucks will, like, get worse. That's not, <laughs> that's not you know, a controversial take here, I don't think. Um, but you already have the base in Milwaukee of a contender that you have built. You have gone from just this mysterious first-round pick that everyone was like, what on earth is Milwaukee doing? You were fighting for minutes. You had to have Jared Dudley tell the coaching staff to start you. And you go from that to the presumptive two-time MVP, most improved player, defensive player of the year, multiple-time All-Star, multiple-time first-team All-NBA, multiple-time first-team All-Defense and you've built that. You've built the city of Milwaukee in terms of basketball. And you've just built it in general. There has been so much economic boom in the city of Milwaukee because of Giannis. And if you want to leave that, more power to you. But it would be more impactful if he stayed. Ooh, good pitch. Good pitch. Thank okay. you. Okay. Listen, Giannis. Oh, so you're talking to Giannis. Yeah, I'm just going to talk right to Giannis. Listen, Giannis. I feel so I feel so pretentious. I shouldn't even address I just I don't even know what, how to address him. You're right, this is pretty nervy. I'm just gonna go through with it. Okay, Giannis, listen. The Milwaukee Bucks are your team. And you could go to any other team and make it your team, but you're not the kind of player who has to go join somebody else. You're the kind of player who other players come to join up with. You are the alpha. You are the best player in the league, two-time reigning MVP, probably soon to be finals MVP. There's no need. If you want to play with somebody, the Bucks will make that happen. This is your organization. Obviously, I mean, you're not called the GM, but this organization is built around you. It gets all of its, its players, like the player, the type of players we're looking for, are to go around you. The coaching staff brought in was to optimize you. From the top down, 
this franchise right now is all about being the best franchise for Giannis Antetokounmpo. And that's what it's become. We've seen the results. They're inarguable. All we're going to do is get better the more time we have. And again, your idol, Kobe Bryant, never had to leave. Players came to play with Kobe Bryant. That's the kind of superstar you are. You don't need to go anywhere. Anything you need will come to you. This is your franchise. Let's keep building. That's it. Dang. I, I felt I, like I was kind of losing losing the plot halfway through, but I feel like I pulled it together. I know. I think you did a great job. I can't believe I forgot uh, future finals MVP. Yeah, I just had to had to. The, the people on Twitter are going to be a little mad about that, but who cares? <laughs> it's, they're going to be mad no matter what. Yeah. Um. No, I thought no, that was a good pitch. That was a good pitch. I felt I felt moved. Uh, no, thank you. I mean, we, we didn't prepare. I feel like if I prepared. Probably a little bit better, but who knows? Sometimes winning it is truly the best. No, way to I go. mean to be fair, Giannis is asking this during the press conference, and we don't have time to collaborate, and we have to give that pitch immediately. So that's what that's, we, true. that's what happened here. So what I think, an odd scenario for him to throw at us. But you know what? Again, appreciate you, Giannis, for listening. I know you are right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, take our pitches to heart. You know, uh, <laughs> it's fine. Giannis, uh, tweet out which one of us had the better pitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I can. <laughs> Imagine, imagine Giannis tweeting that like whichever one of us had the better pitch, because I'd be like, "Wow, Giannis just tweeted about the the Euro step," you know? Um, yeah. And then it's like, if it wasn't me, I'd be like, "Yo, Giannis just like in his one tweet at me just dissed me," you know? <laughs> exactly. Like it's a give and take. I mean, I'd I'd be elated, but yeah, yeah. I don't think there would be any bad part in that. But you know, just saying. No. Um, yeah, but Giannis tweet us which one of us had the best pitch. I can take it. I'm grown. Um, I guess everyone else can weigh in too, but not gonna lie, I'm looking for Giannis first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Well, that was a heck of a question. Uh, where do that you want to go next? Good question. So I think we only have one left, right? Uh, we have two. Oh, I'm. Well, I'll just go with the one I see. I must be missing one. But there was one in Discord. Oh, there was one. I thought there was, and I couldn't find it. Okay. Well, this is the last one on Twitter. From at M not Evan, Evan Damrell, another good friend of the podcast. I think I just said his last name wrong. Sorry, Evan, I do this often. This question sucks. Would you rather have Giannis stay, but then the best the Bucks will ever reach is either the Eastern Conference Finals or losing in the finals, or would you rather the Bucks win it all this year and next, and then he exits in free agency for Toronto? I thought this was kind of an easy question. I don't know about you. I think the last couple words make it harder than it should be. Really? Yeah. Wait, what's your answer? I would never want Giannis to leave. Oh, okay. Because... We disagree. We're never going to have a superstar like Giannis again play for the Milwaukee Bucks. Never. Like, I I know there's always a chance, but that chance is insane because Giannis is... Like when it's all said and done, is probably going to go down as one of the greatest players to play the game. Yeah, the second luck to get there, but yes. Yeah, and how and how attached to the franchise does Kareem feel? Yeah, I know. Right, I would. Re- I I don't know. I feel like it means more than you know winning a title, like pulling a Kawhi. Let's say. Yeah. Like how I don't know. Like Toronto did get a title last year, but it's like. Kawhi just left. He just left. Like, I don't know. That it doesn't feel as good. Again, I'm biased in that uh, comparison, but it just—I don't know. It doesn't feel as special than like a team, sort of, you know, like clinging on to one, like one star staying with one franchise forever and like making his mark there, right? And you, if like, let's say you, the best thing you do is lose in the finals. Like, you still made it to a finals. Right. Yeah. Most a lot of players can't say that. Uh, so, like, who means more to the city, like to their respective franchises? Would you say Kawhi means more to Toronto than like uh, Marcus All meant to Memphis? No. Here's my my reasoning. First, it's not just like we didn't just have Giannis for two years and they left. Like he didn't just pop up, win two titles, and leave. That's like, fair. We, we got to experience like the full growth of Giannis. 
and then the two titles, which is like, it is that homegrown championship. That part is still true. He just then spurns us right after, which obviously stinks. And, and the Toronto part really makes it stink with how vocal they've been about Giannis uh, on Twitter and everything else. But my concern and what swayed me in the end is we already hear all this fraud talk about Giannis and the Bucks, but mostly Giannis. And I just think it's annoying, and I think it's pretty unfounded now because he's so young. But if he one, played like one another, good one good year as a team, no, for sure. Yeah. But if then he played like another decade and still never won, I think it would like his legacy would be capped at like that Charles Barkley level, which is still and a I, really high level. It's a great level. It's an all time level. It wouldn't be the same and I, I just don't I think it would actually like we would enjoy it but it would be like a little more frustrating like Mavs fans when they talk about Dirk the first thing you talk about is 2011 like that's what it is like that that was the the high point that was what made it all what made it all so special you know these guys who stay with one team their whole careers they almost always win there and it's just it's kind of weird if they don't and I just feel like it would just be like it would be great to be very good for that long and never get over the hump, but I think both for like Bucks fans and for Giannis and his career and legacy, I think the two titles are the better result. And I just think, I mean, you said it; it's so rare to get a player this good that probably won't get another Giannis for decades, if ever, in the league or on the Bucks. Like if we don't get any championships with Giannis, when the hell are we going to get any championships? Like, this is it. Um, so as much as it pains me, I'm going to take the back-to-back titles. Oof. Yeah, I mean... I, I have to. Yeah, you, you're making good points. Like, obviously two titles with Giannis, considering how long he's already been here, would be incredible. Right? Yeah. But it's like... You do, I don't know, it'd feel kind of empty because it's like, not empty, empty is the wrong word. It would feel great. But like you you go through this growth process with Giannis, like raise him in this city. And then he spends the prime of his career somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's not ideal. But like, I don't do know, maybe want... I don't subscribe to the rings culture as much. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if I subscribe, I don't know. I just like, do we want in, you know, in 30 years when Giannis and Embiid are the new in, around the NBA or inside the NBA or whatever oh it's called? Oh my goodness. And that is, all an, of a sudden, that is an image. <laughs> and Embiid is saying to Giannis, like, you got no rings. Like, no, I don't want that. Like, yeah, because Embiid won't have any either. I probably, who knows? I mean, end of the bench guy somewhere, whatever. Who knows? I don't know. I, I don't want Giannis to go ringless. That's fair. It's like it's it's a question of legacy versus in the moment. Like and both. And I want the I want two championships in a row. That's fair, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean the first parade can't happen, but the second parade, hopefully by then, it'd be amazing. That's fair. That is fair. And then, you know, at that point, if he leaves after that, you have the two it rings. Does, the I guess it depends on how down. like how he leaves, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, if he does it the way Kawhi did it, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, as long as it's not, like, acrimonious. No, it's just, like, it's business. He calls up whoever. They they both sign there. I'd be like, you know what? Fine. You gave us two rings. Probably That's more fair. than we deserve as a city. I mean, we're a great city, but, eh. There's some, <laughs> some issues as well. We're kind of, as, as a, as, like, as a state. I should say as a state, not a city. As a state. The Bucks haven't really been our first priority. The the universal we. I don't know. I feel like we kind of have to take it. That's fair. I don't know. I just I don't want to see another rebuild uh, anytime soon. We still soon. got Chris. Sure, they're gonna I rebuild. Don't, I don't. I don't. We would. I don't think we'd tank. If if Giannis isn't on the Bucks, they tank. For sure. Oh no! I think I think they're winning 40, 44 games. I don't want that tie. I don't want to go through that again. It's different now, though. I know, but it's Look like... Look at Cavs fans. Cavs fans, 
the Cavaliers, and I know Cavs fans are listening to this because they asked all these damn questions. They're terrible right now, and they, you, you still can't tell them anything because they're like, yeah, 2016, though. Remember that? 3-1? Yeah, Do you remember fair. that? That's fair. Do you remember that? No team has won back-to-back, I think, since... Uh, well, I guess the Golden, Warriors did Golden it State. once. <laughs> yeah, the Warriors did it once with KD, but before that, I think it was Miami. the Lakers. Miami didn't. They, oh, they it, did. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. But just barely. That's right. That's fair. Anyway, that's fair. Back to, to back, back to back, back, it's like you have a you have a mini dynasty in Milwaukee, I guess. Yeah. Okay, maybe you're maybe you're convincing. I just don't want to. If you, go, I, I, I draw the line at Toronto. So. Yeah, I know. If, if if they said like Miami, I'd be like sure. Yeah. Yeah. Dallas. Dallas would be fine. I mean, I, if he like, left for Dallas, I'd be a little. Leaving. I'd be upset. I mean, it's just like at least like I don't, I don't like people from Dallas haven't been tweeting me. That's fair. <laughs> I don't even know any Dallas get... fans. I know like two. That's more than me. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we've whatever. Giannis is he, he's a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Uh, yeah. We don't. <laughs> we, <laughs> okay, and let's just remind everyone of that. So thank yeah. you for the question. I'm not probably out. for a very long time, unless Jason Kidd swoops in. Oh. New York Knicks head coach <laughs> Jason Kidd making a run. <laughs> Thanks. I needed the laugh. Uh, there we go. Uh, so I guess our last question from Rare Monkey in Discord. Uh, shout out to our Discord. Uh, yeah. What's the over under until the Lopez brothers are spotted in the theme park? Hmm. I'm assuming like over under on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say they aren't spotted because they're sneaky and they don't want to get banned because apparently you actually get like suspended or something or if you if you, you have to re-quarantine yeah and then so have like two negative tests i don't think they're spotted but like over under until they go the first day yeah actually i don't know i don't know if they'd go the first day because they do everyone's like as when they're getting there everyone's gonna be like okay you, you gotta stay here right <laughs> and then it's like okay we can we can do this we can do is this. The, we can't do this. Next, we definitely the, cannot do this. And then they leave. <laughs> <laughs> is the next Taylor Jenkins going to be the coach who has to restrain the Lopez brothers from going on the rise? <laughs> and now introducing your Chicago Bulls 2021 head coach, the guy who didn't let Robin Lopez jump on the Splash Mountain. <laughs> who, uh, who would that be? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not. I'd, I'd give I'd give it a couple days until they actually go. I I agree with you. I don't think they're going to get spotted, but I would give it a couple days before they actually like give in to the temptation. I think they're going to have the night vision goggles from Step Brothers, <laughs> and I think they're breaking out of the hotel the first night and sneaking over there. <laughs> Just that that imagery is incredible. Like somebody's got to shop that. Yeah, we had uh, we had Brooke Lopez during like some media availability. Uh, saying like I want to see like what did he say exactly like Adam Silver I want to see what Adam stop Silver me. is gonna do to stop us yeah <laughs> I love it I know but it's like it's obviously and I I think uh. maybe actually maybe not obviously <laughs> <laughs> if I I have to think about this a little bit is he is that serious you don't think they're actually gonna break the bubble right. If Adam Silver is listening, then no, I don't think that they're gonna do that. I just if Adam Silver's not listening, turn if you're if you are listening, Adam, just Adam pause. Silver, turn the podcast, podcast over. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, <laughs> Adam Silver. <laughs> yeah, goodbye, Kiki. You have to go too. You're also in the league. Anyone in the league office? This is the end of the podcast. Like they might know people who can get them in. <laughs> They might have connections. <laughs> they own I, a house on the property, don't they? I think so. I think Brooke has talked about that. Like, because when they go to Orlando, he like stays in his house. <laughs> I love the Lopez brothers so they're, much. They're just know. the greatest characters. I just, I don't know. I don't think they'd actually do it because they are like grown men, you know. Yeah, I mean, Robin chased around mascots for the better part of two that's years. That's fair, but it's like that's yeah. all like a. That's all like a bit. Are we sure? Maybe. That's how you know it's a good bit, though, if you can't tell. <laughs> That's how you know it's a great bit. Or maybe it's not actually a bit. <laughs> we were just thinking too bit. much into it. Uh, giving them too much credit. But 
I don't know. I don't think they'd actually do it. I think they're going to post some funny photoshops. Ooh, doing it. that's good. That is good. Uh, Lopez Brothers, if you're listening, I have some Photoshop skills. Uh, I, I can be your guy. At Arcade Jr. Yeah, just up. slide in my DMs. It's fine. Uh, Brooke's not even on Twitter. Robin, you can do it. Yeah. yeah. Does Brooke gummy, have any... Gummy Gusto or something? Gusto Gummy, I think. That's what it is. That's his Instagram. Oh, excuse me. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think his Twitter is just his name. Yeah, Brooke doesn't have any social media. That's kind of... That's... So okay. Less evidence. Brooks, uh, That's fair. Brooks going on a damn ride. That's right. <laughs> I think I think they're gonna try. I think they definitely will try, and they'll try to I do think, it safely because everyone should be safe. Uh, I think the yeah, I'm sure they're gonna. They're probably lobbying like hell right now. Like, just disinfect it really hard. We'll go on it alone. Like, we'll pay for it. Maybe maybe they'll find out a way to do it legally. Yeah. Who knows? Like before the park actually opens. Oh yeah, forget they're actually opening. I think it is open. I don't know. Yeah, like I'm, maybe maybe they could like rent it out for a night. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I. We'll update you all when we find out. Yes, yes, we will. We're gonna um, pay but, very close attention to this issue. Yeah, it, it's a very pressing. It's the Lopez brothers in Disney for a bubble, uh, NBA regular plus regular season plus postseason. Is just like it's it's the biggest storyline, and that's not a joke. They, this is suboptimal for a lot of people, but for the Lopez brothers and Keith Smith, this is working <laughs> out perfectly. Do you know there's people on Twitter who say Keith Smith is a murderer? Wait, what? Because like I think I think the line of this is a real thing. I've seen the tweets, and I, I had to talk about. I need to talk about this somewhere, and it doesn't make for good tweets because there's too many words, but. Like, I've seen people tweet at Keith Smith, like, blood is on your hands. Like, people are going to, like, die. And I'm just like, first, I, I don't, I think the bubble is going to be safe enough to where that doesn't happen. But secondly, I don't think the NBA did not think of doing this until they saw Keith Smith's, Keith Smith's tweets. Oh, I get it. Like, you're saying, like, think... you're saying uh, he's going to be responsible for, like, people getting... Like, for, yeah, yeah, for COVID thought, at the bubble. I thought just like unrelated, like people are oh, accusing, no, I, I don't, I, accusing him of maybe, murder. I mean, if that's the case, if, if maybe there's more to the story I don't know about, but but it's like a, it's a to whole be... like Toby's the Scranton Strangler sort of situation. <laughs> Hopefully, Keith isn't listening. Um, no, but like like the bubble is <laughs> is his doing. I don't think the bubble is Keith. I don't think Keith Smith came up with the bubble. He, I mean, he said it would be a good idea, but I don't think. Like, I, I think ESPN and Disney and the, the NBA are already close enough to kind of be talking and thinking about this anyway. Yeah, it's like, it, it made sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, did, they hadn't thought about it until old Keith brought it up. I think the bubble would have happened somewhere regardless. I don't think I don't think Keith Smith is the mastermind of the bubble. I don't think it all comes back to him. Like, it's a Pepe Sylvia situation. But... I, I see a lot of wild stuff on Twitter, but that was one of the wildest. Oh my god, I got really confused for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, that, I think my heart was like, "What on earth is going on?" Here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> thought there was like some giant tweet, like thread of just like a conspiracy theory that it's like linking him to like some unsolved murder or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. The Zodiac killer. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, well, we we've that that happened. Uh, yeah, do we? That seems like a good place to wind down. Yeah, uh, we're all. <laughs> Thank you for everyone who sent in questions. By the way, um, we will probably do this again eventually. Um, yeah, let us know how you like it. Yeah, tweet us, Giannis. Uh, who? Yeah, <laughs> if you think uh, who had the better pitch, or if you're the non-Giannis listeners out here, we still love you. Uh, tweet us as well. You know, just give us give us your feedback. If there's any improvements we could do, or your thoughts on these questions, just let us know. Um, but I guess also, yeah. I don't mean to cut any. This is your outro. We haven't been doing the the Discord procedures. We haven't. Yeah, you're right. Let's let's see if anyone else wants to join the Discord. If you, we mentioned the Discord. We got a question in there. It's a little community of Bucks fans and some other people who are affiliated with the podcast who snuck in, looking at you, Stowe. 
Um, but if you want to get in the Discord, tweet at either of us, at Ty Windish or at Arcadi Jr. on Twitter. Obviously, you tweet at someone on Twitter with a picture of you listening to this episode or any episode, screenshot. I guess. A screenshot. Or a yeah, picture. Sorry. That so, works, too. Yeah, so, someone did send a picture once. It was very charming. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's very endearing. But a screenshot is what I mean to say. Um, <laughs> and we'll send you the link. We'll get you in the Discord. Yes. I can't believe I've, I've been slacking on that. That's my bad. Um, but, yeah, shout out to our Discord. Um, Ty just said, you know, how to get in there. And I guess I guess that's it. So I guess I'll say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you're checking out all of the great content across the entire Blue Wire Network. Uh, everyone's, you know, trying to put out great content. And we've got new stuff popping up, uh, as you've been hearing about. So make sure you check everything out. A lot of exciting stuff. And other than that, uh, stay safe out there. And we will talk to you next time. And enjoy the Golden Gold trailer. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.